we're going to go straight into what I wanted to share tonight from the Word. Who is our God in times of trouble? And what if we take the Scriptures seriously about who God is for us in times of trouble and uncertainty? We had uh, a group here that was required a lot of work in the in the weekend because we were <clears throat> it was a conference with uh, Gil and Adina Hodges from Kingdom Talk Ministry. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we had some other guest speakers here. Uh, Nancy was here, Lindy Strong, Mike Parsons, yeah. It was beautiful. Anyway, one of the things that emerged out of that that, that struck me was uh, the literalness that we can take the Scripture. And I thought it was funny. If you guys know me uh, very long, you know that, that the concept theologically of literalism is kind of weird because it, it's usually used by people who don't take the Bible very literally at all. They say they're a biblical literalist, and then when it says that we're seated in heavenly places, they make that a metaphor. <laughs> I think it's funny. I think it's funny. We make all the good stuff metaphors, and we uh, take all the bad stuff literally. So, you know, there's a, uh, there's a lake of fire in one place, and then there's a, a wall of fire in another, and those are absolutely, de- you know, literal. We look at a parable where there's a great gulf between that can't be crossed uh, between the, the rich man and Lazarus and Abraham's bosom, and that we'll, we'll die defending that as literal. But uh, when, when it says you're seated in me in heavenly places, or even what Jesus said, I'm in my Father, you're in me, and I'm in you, we turn that into a metaphor. So we're going we're gonna to look at something tonight that I think is relative and valuable for what we're doing, what we're facing with the coronavirus. And I want us to just examine a couple of scriptures about God being a refuge. So scripture reveals some pretty strong images of God. And Riley, you're going to have to stay up with me on switching over to the Promethean because it's going to go fast. So Psalms 46, 1 and 2 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change. Now, I don't know if the earth has changed, but has anybody's situation changed over the last week and a half, two weeks? And I think there may be some more to come. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work out. Our God is a refuge and a strength. What do, you, what do you go to a refuge for? You go to a refuge to be protected from the stuff that's coming at you. All of us have stuff coming at us. I don't want to be overly simplistic, but uh, you know, apparently there's coronavirus, little microbes or bugs or whatever they are, virus. A virus, what's a virus? Is it like a little animal? A little germ thing? Anyway, it's out there. And, uh, and God promises to be a refuge and a strength. He's described as such. A very present help in times of trouble. That would mean to me that this refuge and this strength, if we were to take it literally, if we were to allow ourselves to believe that God actually can be a refuge to us and even picture what that might be, whether it's like the wilderness that's a game refuge or whether it's a, a strong tower which is spoken of elsewhere, could he be a refuge against the virus? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Could he be a refuge against the fear that is, is, is uh, surrounding it and, and being motivated by it? Yeah, I think so. Why not? The next one's 2 Samuel 22, 2 and 3. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield. How about that one? How about that one? God is a shield. You don't really use a shield too often unless there's somebody or something that you're trying to block. And so all I'm saying is, what if we take it literally? What if we actually 
take it literally. And how are we going to do that? And fortunately, we've got some ways. Um, my stronghold and my refuge, my savior, you save me from violence. I think that's amazing. Think about God being that way right now. Not just somebody that we have to cry out with, oh Lord, I hope I don't get sick. Like he's, he's moving chess pieces around on the board. What if in fact he is this stuff, this strong tower, this shield, this refuge, this hedge. There's one place, I didn't put it up here, but it, it's a wall of fire. That seems like a pretty effective shield against a virus. The refuge part has peace associated with it. That seems like a pretty effective defense against fear. I think we just ought to milk this moment for all it's worth. I really, I'm serious about it. This is who God is. Let's let him be that in our hearts. Let's think that way. Here's one out of Psalms 91, 1 through 6. You who live in the shelter of Elion. This is out of the complete Jewish Bible. It just has a beautiful ring to it. You who live in the shelter of Elion, who spend your nights in the shadow of Shaddai, who say to Adonai. Isn't that beautiful? Back in Hebrew, that whole spectrum of the Trinity of God is spoken of in these ways. And I think it's a very personal thing to embrace. Uh, one, of the, one of the ways that I think about the Trinity, and I've, I've, I've heard other people speak about it, is that it's a dance, that the Father, Son, and Spirit are in a, interacting with one another in this kind of a twirling dance. Love's being shared. Communication is being shared. And then through the work of Jesus and the, and the heart of the Father, in the presence of the Holy Spirit, we're drawn into the middle of that. Now think about that, and when you think about this, you who live in the shelter of Elion, who spend your nights in the shadow of Shaddai, who say to Adonai, my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust, he will rescue from the trap of the hunter and from the plague of calamities. I had somebody uh, go back and forth on a post uh, this week on Facebook Asking me why, in, if God and His why I would reason that God and His sovereignty didn't have His hand in this viral calamity. I thought that was a really colorful way to use those words. And uh, he said, "So would you explain your reasoning?" And I said, "Well, I would love to. Thank you for the opportunity." And I wrote this big long piece, but the essence of it was what God used His sovereignty for is to draw us under the shelter of His wings. What he used his sovereignty for was to send his son. What he used his sovereignty for was to allow the, the sin and the calamity of this world to fall on Jesus so that his blood was shed. And out of everything that was produced by that blood, the forgiveness of sin and all that, it's defined as the extension of that cup at the Lord's Supper. And this is the covenant of my blood. That's what we're living under. And the... And the uh, Promises of that covenant are extraordinary. God's going to be our God. We're going to be his people. He's going to put his law in our heart and right in our minds. He is going to uh, make himself known in such a way that no one has to say to his neighbor or his brother, know the Lord, for everybody will know from the least to the greatest. And then the, the big one in the end is the foundation. It's what Jesus died for. It's what God sent his purpose for, what he used his sovereignty for. He used his sovereignty to give his son so that he could say, your iniquities I will greet with mercy, and your sins I'll remember no more. This is the condition we find ourselves in. This is the same God that's being spoken of here as a refuge, as a tower, as a shield. He will rescue us 
from the trap of the hunter and from the plague of the calamities. He will cover you with his pinions, his wings, his feathers. I, I remember Jesus standing outside Jerusalem. And, and I thought about that this week when I was thinking about this. He just goes, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I long to gather you as a, as a hen gathers her chicks. But you would not. But we can. And we must. We should. So I will gather you, cover you with my pinions, and under your wings you will find refuge. His truth is a shield and a protection. There are so many pictures of God here. Tower, refuge, shield, wings. It's awesome. You will not fear the terrors of the night, or the arrow that flies by day, or the plague that roams in the dark or the source that wrecks havoc at noon. I got to admit, there have been some times where I've had little twinges of, ooh, twinges of, I guess you could call it anxiety or fear, something like that. It didn't last very long. But, uh, you know, when you're, when you're battling something that you can't see, you don't know when you won. When you're avoiding something that you don't know what it looks like, and you can't see it if you did, you don't know whether you've avoided it or not. So what do you do? You run in, you wash your hands again. I, I uh, of all the, the ways to protect yourself a coronavirus, the one that seems impossible for me is not to touch my face. I touch my face all the time. I, it's so hard. I, 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 all of a sudden, and, and now I'm aware of it, not before the fact, but I go, oh my gosh, I'm touching my face. What did I just touch before that? Where did I go? And it's so easy, but this is our God. This is our God. And uh, I, I, I do want to, I mean, I, hey, I've got the, Hand sanitizer that Tom and Tommy made for the conference right here. And uh, I don't know what I touched last. There we go. So I want us to do what's smart. I want us to do what makes sense. But I want us to understand that the smartest thing you can do is let God be God. The way he's described. He's driven by love. He has every resource in his own nature because he's light and he's spirit and he's, he's uh, uh, life and love, and he's fire. How about that? What about a God who, as much as he's anything, is fire? In Hebrews, it says that our God is a consuming fire. In John 4, it says he's a spirit. In 1 John 1, it says he's light with no darkness at all. And in 1 John 4, it says he's love, love. So the God that I'm seeking refuge in doesn't just have chicken feathers. He's fire. And I hear the coronavirus doesn't stand up to heat very well. So what I want us to do is take this stuff seriously. Now, how about this? This is a promise, Revelation 1, 17 and 18. When I saw him, I fell at his feet like dead, like a dead man. This is John. And he placed his hand, his right hand on me, saying, Do not be afraid. I'm the first and the last and the living one. And I was dead, and behold, I'm alive forevermore. And I have the keys of death and of Hades. Now, I'm not insensitive to the tragedy that the coronavirus can create. I know that it's probably not going to catch up with what the normal flu does. It certainly isn't going to kill as many people in our country as auto accidents do. Uh, somebody gave me a statistic the other day that there's 46 people a day in the United States that die from slipping and falling. All of those things are tragedies. But the beauty is, in every one of those, Jesus is the one that is waiting at the end, holding the keys 
of hell and death. So nothing's out of his control. Nothing's out of our ability to trust him. I don't know why this is it. You know, the, the article I was writing was basically to reinforce God didn't cause this. I don't think he did. But I did agree with the guy. In his sovereignty, his hand is in it. Not as a judge, but as a companion, as a comforter, as a help. So I'm just, I just want us to, to, to give ourselves to take God literally in this area of refuge. John was, was struck. I fell at his feet as a dead man. And he placed his right hand on me saying, do not be afraid. I'm the first and the last and the living one. And I was dead and behold, I am alive forevermore. I remember when I was younger, and it's shameful to say this, I was studying at the end of John chapter 15, I think it is. And Jesus said, uh, no, it might have been 16. Anyway, Jesus said, in this world, you'll have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And I kid you not, out of my mind and heart, my cleverness as a young guy thinking I knew something, I said, well, Jesus, that's cool for you. But what does that have to do with me? I spent the rest of my life learning that what Jesus said in John 14 was true, that he's in me and I'm in him. And his overcoming victory is a part of us. His overcoming victory, in fact, does present us to the Father, just as he presents us. And so I'm excited about this. See, I touched my face. I, I'm excited about this ability to give ourselves to literally, literally letting God be who he is. Oops, that's a quick transition into tithely. Let me back up. <laughs> so, uh, so that's the message. That's the message. How do we do it? Well, we're going to have an ascension in just about 10 minutes. And uh, one of the things that we've been learning about that is that God gives us the ability to uh, be with him in heaven, to visit, to look, to see, to be caught up. Uh, we had an ascension on Thursday morning, Tim and Meg led, where Psalms 21 became the focus of it at the end. We were in this beautiful place we were commissioned with the ability to touch people's lives with light. There was a banqueting table there. We were invited to come back to any and every time we wanted to, to feast and to be comforted. But uh, toward the very end, Psalms 27 came up, and I don't have, have it, and we might read it in the Ascension if it's appropriate. But in the end, we formed a declaration that we went into that psalm, and we all got a sense that it was like walking into a tent, the psalm itself was like a tent. And then as we walked further in, it, was, it had a floor undergirding it. And at the end, it, it almost like shrunk wrap itself around us as garments. There is a reality to our God, to his nature, to his power. If he needs to be fired to purify us, our corruption, or our contact with the virus, let's let him do that. Let's at least do our part and believe for it. He's light. He can illuminate things. He can show us the way. He is the way. There's just so many ways that we can move forward. So as we're going to just pray for a moment here, if, if, if you guys would just speak out your prayer, and, and, or, or maybe I'll just lead us in a declaration. The declaration is, in Jesus' name, Father, 
We believe you are who you say you are. We believe you are who you say you are. We believe that you are who you say you are. And we need, we need your protection. We need your covering. We need your refuge. And it can come while we're uh, in our own homes, staying out of contact. We don't have to be isolated, Lord. We reject that isolation in Jesus' name. We reject isolation in Jesus' name. And we embrace oneness with you and connection with each other. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, listen, we're going to take a few minutes, and uh, I'm going to explain a little bit about what's going on at Joyland. What we're uh, deciding to do, we've been talking with the elders and just praying and seeing what God wants to do. And we're going to try to keep meetings shorter. Uh, and if you've been here for a while, you know that's starting to almost happen tonight. <laughs> we're going to keep meetings shorter. We're going to have more of them, and we're going to have them at different times so it's convenient for different people. I want you guys to be praying for our friends in Uganda. Um, there's a number of them over there, and it's, it's rough for them to get in this service because it puts them toward the middle of the night. But uh, can you imagine being in a situation with, with this, in a country that has such an incredibly challenged hospital system already, and you have a, a dictatorial government that is willing to shut things down and isolate people and stuff at the, at the drop of a hat. So there's a lot of people over there that I love and know that are fear. A lot of you guys know Joel and have met him, and there's others that even help us and work here at church remotely. So we're going to be having some other meetings and stuff like that. I'm going to have uh, Vicki come up, and I'm going to have Laurel come up and talk about a couple things they're doing, and then I'll share a couple that we are. Um, that next slide was about Tithely. If you look us up on Tithely, T-I-T-H-E dot L-Y, you can still give. Mostly I'm speaking to the Joylanders that we're going to have to stay isolated. Uh, I've seen some checks come in the mail the last little while. I want to thank you guys for giving. Uh, Tithely is a good way to do that. We'll, uh, we'll make the best use possible out of your, your resources. And it's just good for you to give in a time like this anyway. It's another way to break down that temptation to isolation. Because when you send something out there and you know it's going to be working beyond your own family... It'll just be a good, a good tool to break that isolation. So that was that. All right, so, Vicki? Um, the other night when we were having our meeting, just kind of talking about things, an idea came to me to just do a afternoon uh, tea uh, through Facebook, uh, actually through Zoom. Um, and so um, some of you may have gotten the invitation. Some of you may not, but consider yourself invited. Um, but it's going to be on uh, this Tuesday, which is March 31st, at 1 o'clock. Um, and our Zoom number is 22777, no, 22277. Um, and it's just a time for, for us to get together and just kind of chat, tell stories, um, enjoy one another, bring a psalm, a hymn, a spiritual song, whatever, um, and just to be together and just kind of I, you know, just be free to have some communication uh, with with people, and uh, I've been communicating a lot with my dog and working lots of puzzles. <laughs> so it'd be really great to have some conversation with some people. Um, so anyway, that's why I'm offering it, and so I just um, I send it out to old high school friends and um, people from 
uh, Joyland and Friends of Joyland. And so feel free to, to, to do that, too, if you want to. Or, you know, if you have somebody in the home with you, just grab them and let's do it. So your initial time is going to be this Tuesday at 1, and then you're going to check and yeah, see if Yeah, I'm going to check and see if the timing works for um, most people. And um, if not, I might do another one on another day. So Okay. And then we're going to leave the PowerPoint up for a little while. We've got a couple screens for it. So it should be on there long enough for you to take, take some time. So Laurel, come tell us what you're doing with the kids. <laughs> All right. So am I in front of you're, the stool there? Yeah, okay. Just, just, so, um, yeah. So obviously on Friday nights, especially with the way that Zoom is being used and the internet is being used by the whole world, uh, we're not going to run both streams at the same time. So I am going to do probably a couple different times, depending on how many kids I've got and what works best, of just doing like a 30-minute um, teaching with the kids, excuse me, <coughs> teaching with the kids and... Uh, Hang out, and then I also um, have it set up on my phone with some different apps where I can just during the week kind of chat with some kids, play some games over the phone with them. So if you are a parent of a child that might be interested in that, um, please email me at info at joylandlife.com, and I will um, shoot you an email with a questionnaire about your kids, their ages, what time zone you're in and what kind of days might work for you. And then once I kind of pull all that together, we'll get those going. And um, and then what I do is I just kind of email out if I've got PDFs or coloring sheets or any of that kind of stuff. And uh, we'll go from there. So, yeah, that one is not specific as Vicky's yet. We don't have a date. But if you are interested and you have kids or you know any kids that might be interested to join me and uh, hang out on Zoom, we'll use that same 2-2 number. And I will get all your information from you in the email questionnaire that I will send back to you. Thanks. And the strategy for doing it by email is we want to keep uh, your kids' information safe so it's, we're not going that way. It'll just be a, a, a private room. It's not going to be public. And once we get going, we also have the ability to have it done by invitation once you have a little more settled crowd, and that way we can have unique Zoom numbers that nobody will come in. All right, next. This is a big one. Uh, we're going to get men's breakfast going again. Uh, we're going to have to do it online. So Richard said, told me he was already imagining what to make. So we're going to make it a ferocious competition of who gets the prettiest looking breakfast in the morning. We've been meeting for years uh, on Thursday morning at 7.30. So uh, I guess you have the, the 20 minutes that you're taking or 30 minutes you're taking to drive there, you can make breakfast. So next Thursday, which is April 2nd, I believe, yeah. Uh, April 2nd at 7.30, we're going to be on this Zoom number, 33777333. Uh, we also are going to, I'm going to be working tomorrow on a page that has all this stuff on it, a meeting page on our Joyland, uh, joylandlife.com. And so you'll be able to just stay in touch with that. There's some other ways. We'll talk about that in a little bit. The last thing, okay, is some worship shorts going on. Uh, this isn't a new fashion statement, but it's little quick worship retreats on Facebook. Jeremy, are you in a position to uh, uh, unmute and let us know how yours went or how you felt it went? I think I caught him stepping away from the camera. How did how did you do? How did you enjoy the worship thing? What you what you sense? What do you think the Lord was doing? What did you feel like? Oh, okay. You you did a you did a thing on Facebook with the guitar. Oh yeah. There you go. Okay. I tell you what, I, I I look forward to just more of those. Just uh, you know, just really getting a sense of people 
being able to see what it means to spend time with our father and, and the dialogue and, and, uh, and just being able to uh, throw in a couple of songs of just, just spending time singing about him. And so, so I enjoyed it. I don't know how it was received by anybody else, but uh, I look forward to more of those. So uh, if you're, if you're wanting to catch any of those, uh, it's uh, Johnny Christian is my call sign on Facebook. But uh, anyway, that's, that's my two cents. And just keep your eye out for that. I was actually on a Zoom call with the executive team in Uganda, so I didn't get to listen to it. But how long? Yeah, Vicki, you want to make a comment here? Oh, Vicki heard it. It was awesome. Okay. So also, and I'm not trying to put anybody on the spot, but I see that Janet's on here. You don't have to commit to this right now, but you'd be more than welcome to do it either on Facebook or if once we get a thing going on Zoom or you want to participate. Uh, we had some trouble before trying to integrate a bunch of worship leaders all around the, uh, the country because we had lag times and different stuff. But just like Laura was leading by herself tonight, if any of you guys that are worship leaders want to lead us in some worship, at any of these meetings or on a Friday meeting or something, just let us know. Just let us know. We'd love to have you do it. We'll just pin your video and it'll be, uh, you'll be the leader for that night. So that could be good. Uh, okay, so that's the worship shorts. Keep an eye out for those and we'll start publicizing those a little bit. Then I'm going to be starting at least two morning studies because we want to help people that are in different time zones. We've picked up some friends that live on the East Coast and then like I say, I've got some Uganda folks that if I was to do an 8 o'clock, that'd be about 5 or 6 o'clock in the uh, afternoon, evening for them. So at least one of those is going to be coming out pretty soon. If any of you would be interested in doing a Bible study and be interested in doing it at a different time during the day, a, a noonday type of thing or an early morning or something like that, we'd be wide open to that. So just keep in mind, uh, and that one's going to be on 33777. That's the one we use for our regular meetings with them right now. Then there's some Ascension meetings that we're going to start for sure. We want to get at least one. We want to get a couple of them probably at different times. Tim and Meg are willing to lead that. I've been speaking to a couple other people here who are Ascension leaders. I'd love, love, love to help you sponsor an Ascension meeting. And of all the kind of meetings, we have some great uh, discussion groups and Bible studies that work great on Zoom. But uh, in, you know, in that situation, everybody knows how to get on. They get their face in and they, they get in the, the fray of the discussion. Ascension meetings work magnificent online. Uh, Tim and Meg are, are leaders of one for Nancy Cohen's group. Um, and I think this week we had like 16 people on it. Everybody participated. It was just wonderful. It takes a little bit of time, but you know, it takes time to just warm up to any group of people. Once you do, there's nothing can stop. We have people in, uh, well, everywhere, New Zealand, um, a couple spots in Europe. One gentleman's in, uh, where's Andre, Tim and Meg? Where's he from? Okay, he's from the UK, and uh, Ukraine, Ukraine, yeah, there we go. That's right, yeah, it was pretty exciting having uh, Andre there when we were going through all that Ukraine stuff on TV, because he was praying up a storm. It was awesome. So uh, anyway, and then I, I understand, Alan, you're from Australia? I'm here. Yes, yes, I'm from Australia. I'm from a, a place called Dubbo, which is central New South Wales. Uh, it's Saturday around about midday. No, it's good. Up and all the way halfway around the world to get with us. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah we had a question here, Alan. What's tomorrow going to be like? 
it's sunny, it's slightly cloudy, and um, <laughs> and the best is yet to come. Some bonds or anything, do you? We in a head half a day, we can jump on. No, I can't. Praise God, my friend. In here. Um, let me see. I got somebody else that I want to talk to specifically. Oh, Kevin, this isn't trying to obligate you or anything. But I would love and I would give some time to try to get a discussion group going uh, with, with some of your peers, you know, a little bit like uh, the model of the, the kids table or something like that. So we'll just talk about it. We haven't had a chance much to talk about your work schedule and stuff. Are you working from home? Uh, no, I'm really office. Okay. 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 I'm one of like three people there. It's awesome. Personnel only. <laughs> and so... Uh, anyway, let's talk because if, if you think there could be a time where people would like to get on and just, just chat and there's no reason why it couldn't be just as fun as the group was when we yeah, were attending. Yeah, I think that'd be good. I talked to Phil actually about that the other day. Cool. Hey, I'm spot, spotlighted. That's awesome. Thanks, Riley. Um, but yeah, uh, Phil and I were actually talking about that we should start doing that kind of stuff again. So equipment and the ability to host it and all that kind of stuff. So that would be good. And that that's true for any of you guys. If you have an idea that, that you want to move forward on, we would love to try to help you. We'd love to try to help you. Uh, so there's the Monday SEAL team. Now, Jeremy, who was talking to us about his worship and stuff, uh, he's the one that runs that SEAL, he and Amy, and they got some friends. It's at six o'clock. It's just an hour long. If you want to dip your toes in a real short uh, a relatively short Bible study that, that's digging into all kinds of good topics and scripture study. There's a lot going on there. Jeremy's grandma is a participant in that, and she is an absolute delight. And he has friends that are a part of that study all the way back through college days. So it's a lot of fun. You guys are welcome to pop on there. That one's done at 33-777-3337. And then uh, there's our Tuesday LOLers. That stands for, stands for Love Out Loud. That was Tom Wanamaker's name for the thing, so we stuck it. Here's my description of that. It's a rowdy online Tuesday at 6.30 on 33777-32377. It's a pretty fun group to be in. The subtitle I put in there to describe it is that Larry uses the precious souls in this group as guinea pigs for his newest theological adventures. (laughs) And so that's exactly what we do, and we have a ball. There's a ton of talk, a ton of questions. And you guys would be welcome to drop in. At the same time as tonight, same numbers tonight, it's just on Tuesday night. And so if you have any ideas or any online groups, like we've talked about the possibility of some online prayer groups, especially as people are impacted by the virus, uh, healing is a big one. Uh, I mean, just the ability to, 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 to get with a group of people who are afraid and start declaring and manifesting the reality of God as our refuge. If you guys have a passion for that or have a need for that, It's more than welcome. We could provide some kind of pastoral care touch points where people that need food or supplies or something like that, whatever, whatever. Just email us as you would uh, if you're a parent, email in Laurel, info at joylandlife.com. Or you can call our church number, which is 719-291-8064, and we'll get back to you. And if you know us personally, go ahead and and, uh, give us a call or text us or something like that and let us know what you might want to do, but we're real serious about it. We want to help facilitate, staying connected, staying together, and see what God does with this. So that's all my announcements, and uh, I'd just like to pray with us. Does anybody have any particular prayer reading right now that you want the group to, to gather on? Just go ahead and unmute and speak up. Anybody?
Okay. Prayer request. Prayer request. Oh, yeah, what'd I say? Oh, prayer request. <laughs> yes, anybody with any prayer request. All right. Okay. Well, Father, we thank you. We thank you for every person that's here. We thank you for every person in their lives that are being touched. We thank you for having the, the ability to believe who you are and to interact with you and to extend with you. We're going to step into an ascension in about uh, four or five minutes. And, uh, and uh, we, love, we love where you take us. We love the contact, the encounter, and we're, we're excited about what you're going to do tonight. But Father, it doesn't have to just be an ascension time. It can be a cup of coffee in the morning or it could be taking communion with you privately. Help us engage you as our refuge and strong tower. Protect us, Father, as our shield. Be a wall of fire around us. And stir up our hearts with joy, with peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.